Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 211. Today, we're going to be talking about five ways that you can use screencasting and video in your classroom and how you can bring this world into your students. My friends, I hope you're having a great time at the beginning of the year. It has been a blast. We've had some great things happening so far and we want to know what you guys are doing there's a lot of great stuff over on teachercast reach out to us on twitter at teachercast leave us a voice message at teachercast.net slash voicemail and email us at feedback at teachercast.net and guys i don't know if you recently heard some big announcements happening in the world of screencasting but an amazing company just launched some amazing new features and i have a fantastic guest to talk to you guys all about it today but before we get to that i want to give you guys a big announcement about our podcast we are now on on brand new platforms if you are looking at this for the first time Definitely make sure that you check us out over on our brand new Apple Podcast uh, subscription feed. Many of you guys know and have subscribed to our big feed, teachercast.net slash iTunes, as we called it. And that had all of our shows, our TeacherCast podcast, our educational podcasting today, Ask the Tech Coach. If you didn't hear the news, guys, or if you're not on the, on the newsletter, sit down for a second here. All of our shows are now on individual feeds. That means the only place to get the TeacherCast podcast is by going to Apple Podcasts and searching for that feed or going to to educational podcasting today and putting that in. You can, of course, check out all the links over at teachercast.net. Subscribe. But I wanted to bring that up at the top of today's show because I want to make sure that you guys are getting the best of TeacherCast. The reason we did that is to make sure that you guys get the content you want and the content that you need. So check that out. And don't forget to tell all your friends to check out TeacherCast on your favorite podcast providers and hit that subscribe button and leave us a great review. Now, guys, as you know, I am currently an amazing middle school teacher in Connecticut where I'm teaching broadcasting, and it is just at that time of year where I start bringing in video, screencasting, and I'm looking forward to doing some great things in the classroom using video to get my kids up, get my kids talking, to get them learning how to feel comfortable with themselves, and my guest today has a great solution, and we're going to be talking about ways that you can bring audio and video and screencasting into your classrooms from the great company called Screencastify. I want to bring on Nefertiti Dukes. Nefertiti, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to talk about video, screencasting, podcasting, all the amazing ways that students can uh, really flex their voice in the classroom. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that you started with that. Using this stuff to flex your voice, using this stuff to show off, you know, we're going to get into all of that stuff, but I got to ask, tell me a little bit about yourself. You've got an amazing background now, both in the ed tech space and you are, I always say are, are an educator. I am by trade, uh, still actively doing it. So 
I have taught both middle school and high school uh, social studies and English. Um, now I am in my dream job as the educator growth lead at Screencastify. Uh, so I get the opportunity to educate teachers about how they can use Screencastify and they can use video in the classroom. So it is awesome. Um, I am an enthusiast for video and an enthusiast for students really getting to speak out. Um, and I also get to coach a debate team on the side. So literally this is my, this is my jam to just think about ways in which people can talk. And, and that is certainly what we're here to talk about today. Now, I got to tell you, I recently did a, uh, a, a podcasting workshop and one of the things that I love to do in the podcasting workshop is to kind of turn that word podcasting on its side. Cause most people think podcast, they think of teacher cast, they think of iTunes, they think of all these great things. But when I look at the word podcast, I really just define it as audio or video media. And that's what we're going to look at today, right? Because the word podcast, I think in the classroom means an awful lot of things, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that if we redefine podcasts and we think about ways in which we can allow students, teachers, or really anyone that exists within the school building to create something using the media that is available to them, then we call that a podcast, right? Like it's maybe it's a vlog, maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a student narrating over Google Slides. Maybe it truly is a podcast that is collaborative and shows what a class has been able to do over the course of a semester. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. We have to broaden the definition and think about the ways in which all of our students can be a part of uh, really showing their voice and being able to show what they know in a medium that feels comfortable to them. Now, if I was to ask you, what is the easiest way to have a kid create video? Oh, I don't know. Let's say on a Chromebook. What would your answer be? I, you know, I might be biased, but I'm going to say that the easiest way to do it is to have them download Screencastify, right? Um, I think that students are already engaging with video and that's something to think about, right? Like that when a student thinks about creating video in our classrooms are not the first time that they have been uh, kind of immersed in that medium. Um, so thinking about a student being able to turn on their webcam, record their ideas and send that off to a teacher is both revolutionary and what we're able to glean from that student, but also so easy and so great for a student to be able to do. Um, and Screencastify allows students to do that among other things that I think we'll get a chance to talk about. You know, one of the things that we're doing with Screencastify in my broadcasting class is simply we're just popping a microphone onto the side of the Chromebook and now everybody can participate. And it's not that little Chromebook speaker. It is a $50 camera or we are throwing a webcam on it. And, and I'll be completely honest in a few days, we're going to be throwing a webcam on a Chromebook and using screencastify to record a band concert. Ooh, there's a lot of great stuff that we can do here, but enough about Screencastify. Let's dive right into the classroom and what we're doing with it. I know you have an opportunity to work with some teachers and, and they're doing some great things. What are you seeing done with video in the classrooms these days? Yeah, I think there there are some amazing things that can happen with video. And I think that what it all comes down to is that we get an opportunity to communicate with people in really unique ways. Um, so one of the things that I think is absolutely amazing is teachers who are using video to communicate with parents in really awesome, robust ways. Um, I think when I went to school, parent communication was perhaps getting a phone call or it was at the end of a quarter um, where they were 
putting work at, in, on a desk and saying, hey, this is what your child has been able to create. But with screencasting and with video, kind of in the moment, they're able to say, hey, this is what your child did today. This is the presentation that they created. Have a look. Um, or just really having great positive communication where a parent can look at a teacher in the eye on their own time, whenever they have an opportunity and say, wow, it is really awesome that my child is just doing amazing things in the classroom. Um, and I think whenever we're able to break down the walls of the class and invite parents in as partners, it becomes mind blowing. And video is such an amazing way to do that. Now, today we're going to talk about five ways to use video in the classroom. And the first way that you would think about using it for is instructional videos. Mm -hmm. How are you seeing videos being used in the classroom for instruction? Yeah, for sure. I think that there are tons of ways to do that. Um, I think we think a lot about teachers who are flipping their classroom in traditional are watching an instructional video at home and class is kind of reserved for this practice um, and for them to really think through um, these ideas. And I think that's an awesome way to do it. Um, but I think there are other ways for instructional videos to be uh, used in the classroom if you're not quite ready to go to take the leap to flip your classroom, whether it be providing remediation. Um, so we know that at different times throughout a unit, students are necessarily going to be at different places. Um, so I think that providing video allows you to differentiate and to give one video to 10 students, another video to another 10, to make sure that everybody is able to kind of grasp that in a way that really makes sense for them. Um, I think the other, go ahead. Uh, please. <laughs> so I think the other thing is kind of just like thinking about what happens when you're not in the room. So a, a really great introduction to Screencastify that we see for a lot of teachers is I have a substitute and I've created a video that students are able to watch in my stead and be able to engage. And it's almost as if you are in the room with them. Um, so these instructional videos are like super powerful for tons of different reasons. You know, I, I, I'm looking at this word flipped classroom and, you know, there, there's a there's a movie movement going on in education that says, why are we still calling it 21st century when it's already mm -hmm. 2020? I hope someday <laughs> we get to the point where people are going to say, why are we calling it a flipped classroom? Why don't we just call it the classroom? Mm -hmm. There's so many yeah. different things that we can do here. And, and you're absolutely right. I know like for myself recently, I had to take a couple of days off for a conference and every single day, a new Google Classroom assignment came out, and there was me on the video. I'm sure my kids loved it. But I was able mm -hmm. to be in that classroom doing you know, demos and showing off stuff and being right there. And you know, the other thing I love about video is you can put it right into any kind of container, whether it be a Google site or into a OneNote or into a S'more or any type of container, videos whether it be M MOVs, MP4s, or even Screencastify, Google Drive type videos, you can easily put them anywhere you want. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of is the idea of, of video. And I think that has been mirrored in what we've attempted to create at Screencastify. So our videos are are saved in Drive. They're, they can be exported to MP4. They can be MP3s. They can be animated GIFs. So it's whatever works for you, whatever works for your classroom, whatever works for your students, um, video kind of allows us to, to do that. Now, the second thing we're looking at for using it in the classroom is something I'm seeing a lot, especially at conferences, which is verbal feedback. Talk to us a little bit about teachers are using mm -hmm. video to connect. And how do you connect a, a project and a video? How does all that work together? 
Yeah, yeah. So I'll speak from personal experience. I was an English teacher, um, most recently with juniors. Um, so I remember vividly assigning a research paper um, that we were working on and iterating on for weeks at a time. Um, and I gave feedback to some of my students and uh, kind of give traditional feedback. So, hey, this is a run on. I think you need to elaborate a little bit on this piece of evidence. Um, I'm not quite understanding how your thesis makes sense here. Um, and what I heard overwhelmingly from my students was that they appreciated the time that I was taking to give them feedback, but they didn't quite understand what I meant by what I was commenting on um, in the paper. So the only options I had was to then have writing conferences with each, with each of my students, but I had 150 of them. There was no way for me to be able to do that um, with any real fidelity over the course of the year. So enter Screencastify. What I did was I took about five minutes for each paper and I went through and as I was reading, I basically just conducted a think aloud and I said, listen, I really love this paragraph, but the way that I think that you can improve is to do X, Y and Z and then grab that Google Drive link and basically just pasted it onto a Google Doc. And what my students found was that it, it was kind of us having a conversation where they could hear me explain things and I could speak in the language and talk to the students that I had built a relationship with. And that was just did absolute wonders for the classroom. So obviously it was no substitute for being able to talk to a student and have them ask questions. But I think as teachers, unfortunately, we know that there are just is not enough time for us to be able to do everything that we'd like. Um, and when that's the case, providing feedback through screencasts is absolutely incredible. Now, the third thing that I think I love about screencasting in the classroom is the one that I think most people are, are familiar with student projects, student presentations. Mm -hmm. Now I, I've got a few good stories here. I'd love to hear some of the stories that you're going to tell. How are you seeing student projects and pre presentations maybe evolve over the last couple of years? I'll even say because things like screencastify or any type of video is just now easier to create. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, I think that if we talk about student presentations five, 10 years ago, then there was one way of doing a student presentation. There was a day where everybody came prepared. They went to the front of the classroom. Everybody watched or at least pretended to watch. Um, and whether or not you were available or you were at your best that day, that's just what it was. Um, and I think what we've heard from a lot of teachers is that not only is that not great for every student, but it takes a tremendous amount of time, right? Like you might give up two or three class periods to go through every single presentation. Um, and then by the third class period, the students that are watching aren't necessarily getting everything that they want. Um, and, and I think that we've, we've tried tons of ways to try to guard against that, right? Like we, we give things like audience member grades or all of those things to try to make sure that students are engaging in that presentation. But I think if we take a step back, I think that there is a place for that, but that might not be the only way to engage in presentation. I don't know. Has that been your experience with student presentations in the past few years? It, it has. And, and I'm ashamed to say that was even the way that my presentation was today. I had the kids standing up being weather forecasters. And, and just because it's the end of the, you know, they, 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 they took a Google slide. They made the little weather maps. They put the stickers on it for clouds and what. And yeah, I had one kid stand up and do things while the other 30 kids were sitting around and, you know, Shame on me, but at the same time, I wanted to give them some different experiences. But I could have easily have said, everybody go make a screencast. But I really did want to have the kid give the experience of standing up and and, and presenting themselves, right? There's a 
Okay, so this yeah, this podcast yeah. is turned into therapy. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no shame there. I, I think that I think that that's a very important skill to have kids speak publicly. Um, I, I think what what is important is that we no longer have to have that as the single way to engage in student presentations, right? So it, it's not an either or, it's a this and, right? So that screencast provide, provides another way. Um, and I think I think what we found is that students can engage in the exact project that you're talking about, right? Like they they create a, a the weather on a Google slide presentation or on a Google drawing, and then they're able to use a program like Screencastify to narrate over that. And then you're able to shoot that out to students and to have them have peer feedback, right? To say, you know what, we're going to have you watch five and provide really good comments. Um, and that becomes a way for them to still present in front of their peers without there being the anxiety associated with actually getting up in front of the classroom. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I my hats are off to you because I think that's important that we have kids actually get in front of the classroom. Um, and I think that even when we talk about student presentations, we even have teachers who are having having kids screencast before that, right? As a way for them to revise and iterate on their presentation and make it even better. And I think that having a little bit of equipment, like if you really want to do a screencast using Screencastify or anything out there, let's just be, you know, there's a lot of different tools. For you sure. can do this with one device, one application. You can do this with your phone. You can do this with a tablet. Anything seems to work. But if you are going to get into a curriculum of audio and video, which is something I preach an awful lot over on podcastingwithstudents.com, you might want to think about investing in maybe a tripod and maybe a simple webcam. You grab a laptop or a Chromebook. Stick a, stick a webcam in there. Put it on a tripod. Suddenly, that that video camera can move around. And then you pair that up with like a snowball microphone or some other kind of USB mic. You've got a walking television st studio right there that you can take, edit, export, use, stick on your Google site, any kind of student presentations. I mean, the, the opportunities are endless. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I even think that that kind of changes the vibe of the classroom when a student sees the actual webcam, the tripod, the snowball mic. Um, all of a sudden, the student, the presentation that was pretty important to them becomes that much more important because you've elevated what's happening in the classroom. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're huge fans of, when possible, getting a webcam, a microphone. Uh, we have an editor to do some of those simple edits that students can really use. Um, and, and all of those things are important, not only for the overall presentation quality of what students are, are uh, creating, but also teaching students that there is a process with video, right? Like you don't just revise essays, but you revise any sort of communication that you put out there. Um, and going through that process with students, I think is so important. Now, the fourth thing that we're going to be using it for, and, and we're doing it right now, using video for meetings, for professional development. And tech coaches, this one is what we do often. We reach out to teachers through video. Neff, talk to us a little bit about this. What are you seeing in the classroom as far as professional development, meetings, all that kind of, uh, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think of like the first easy way to kind of get started using this for meetings is to think about some of these concrete skills that you want every teacher to be able to use. Um, so 
if it's being able to navigate the grade book, right? Like create a screencast and show teachers how to do that so that they can revisit that at any time. They can go back. Um, and that frees up tech coaches to do a lot more, right? Instead of answering the same questions over and over again, you might have a repository of your frequently asked questions and be able to send that out to a teacher in an email, which Screencastify allows you to do, um, and and be able to answer that question in just seconds, right? Um, so I think that that is something that's awesome. But I think the other thing is potentially even more impactful of thinking of real professional development and things that you're able to provide to teachers, right? So you have a contingent of teachers in your building who want to learn a lot about implementing true project-based learning. So obviously, you want to be able to do that in person. Um, but if you aren't able to do that in person, I think creating a video that leads them through the things that you already know about PBL and how you've implemented that is at least a good place to start for those teachers to get their toes wet. And that's awesome for tech coaches, um, whether it be introducing a different way to think about curriculum, whether it's introducing a new uh, tech, um, a new tech resource that you want uh, teachers to use. If you're, if you're saying, yeah, we really want you to use Flipgrid in the school, then introduce Flipgrid with Screencastify and allow them to really understand why that's worthwhile and why it's something that they would want to do instead of it being another email that potentially is disregarded. Now, the last thing that we're going to look at is something that I feel is underused. Okay. Using video, using audio for parent communication. I don't see this happen. I know it's happening a lot, but I don't see it happening often enough. I would love to see more, you know, face-to-face teacher-parent kind of a thing. Why is it important to make sure that no matter what, whether it be phone, audio, and video, we have good and strong parent communication? Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I think it's probably one of the most impactful things that a teacher can use, um, that a teacher can do rather, um, to truly partner with parents. Um, I think for, for a lot of reasons, one, and I think the most obvious that teachers might have in the back of their mind is to make sure that we're able to justify our decisions in the classroom, right? Nobody wants to be looking across at a parent who is irate um, about a failing grade and that be the only communication that we have. Um, but I think the other thing is that it's such a powerful motivator for our kids, right? Like these are the people that they are spending the majority of their time with, who um, they are being raised by. Um, and being able to come home and their mom or their dad or their guardian say, you know, I just got a call from Ms. Dukes and she said how awesome you're doing in class, um, that absolutely lights up a kid's day. Um, and I think that the more that we can positively communicate with parents, the better classrooms that we have for kids that are motivated, kids that are uh, really engaged in content. So I'm, I am all about this use case for video. Guys, we want to know what you're using video for. There's, of course, um, some amazing apps that are out there. Neff already mentioned things like Screencastify, Flipgrid. You know, if you listen to this show, I'm all about things like, uh, you know, using Final Cut, using iMovie, all these native applications that are out there. We want to know what your favorite is, or do you have a Screencastify story or a project that you like to bring in Screencastify for? We would love to hear it on this show. Neff, talk to us a little bit about Screencastify. You guys just came out with a ton of new features. Where is Screencastify right now and where do you see it going in the future? 
Yeah, we are super excited to celebrate um, recently that 12 million teachers and students are using Screencastify. Um, that is huge and so cool for our team. We're, we're just thankful that we have been invited into so many classrooms. Um, so Screencastify, if you are not familiar, is a Chrome extension that allows you to record your screen um, or your webcam or even a combination of both. Um, so in five years, if we had to think about what Screencastify is to become. Uh, we want to partner with you guys. Our, our latest update is really a of feedback and ideas that we have gotten from teachers. Um, so we are not dictating what Screencastify is becoming. We are looking for feedback all the time um, to figure out how you guys are using video in your classroom, how you want to use it in your classroom, and how we can support that. Um, so we I mean, I, I cannot iterate enough on how cool it is that we have been able to be a part of so many classrooms around the world. And it's certainly been a part of all of my classrooms, my professional development. Whenever I need that quick and easy, let's run with this, it's here. Now, I, I want to bring this up because so many teachers haven't heard this news. What are some of the latest features that are available today for teachers? Yes, so excited for the new Screencastify coming into 2020. This is our biggest update yet. Um, so as of today, teachers have the opportunity to share in ways that were never possible. Um, so we are including embed codes in the extension, which allows to do exactly what you would like um, to get a video and to display that on a website. We're including QR codes, which are huge for displaying videos outside of a digital medium. So whether that's on a bulletin board or printing it out to give to a parent, um, those things are now easier than ever before. Um, we also are including things like send an email, which I think is absolutely huge for tech coaches. Um, so those things are now available on the extension. Um, we've also packaged that with a brand new, faster, more performance editor um, that is completely browser-based. So for you guys that are on Chromebooks, um, it allows you to edit videos on those devices, um, which we know that obviously there are a ton of different options on Chromebooks, but you're still limited um, by things that are browser-based. Um, so that allows uh, teachers, students, anybody to use a super simple intuitive editor, um, which we're really proud to put out for folks. Wow. There's a lot of great new uh, uh, things out there. I mean, as a tech coach, I'm looking at that email feature, that the quick embedding no more do I need to go into Google Drive, do the share link. I, I can go right from embed into a Google site very, very quick and easy. Neff, on behalf of the 12 million teachers out there, please go back to your people and say thank you for putting this big update together. Absolutely. Thank you guys for giving us the ideas about what you needed and for allowing us to deliver it. And of course, we're going to be keeping an eye on Screencastify and all the great stuff as we get close to the summertime. As we get close to ISTE, I am looking forward to being out there because if you're at ISTE in Anaheim this year, you can check out two of my sessions all about educational podcasting in the classroom. And if you come to my podcasting workshop, you're going to get a chance to learn how I'm using Screencastify and a ton of other podcasting applications in my classroom to build a curriculum around audio and video. So check it out today. And if you're looking to bring more audio and video into your classrooms, you can always go over to podcastingwithstudents.com. And we are building this thing every single day with all of the great curriculum that we're doing in our classrooms, all the great lessons, the examples, the screencasts, and a ton 
of great resources for you guys. So check it out over on podcastingwithstudents.com. Neff, I got to say thank you so much for coming on the show today, giving us our updates, sharing with us. I'm going to give you the last word here. Anything that you want to share with our students or teachers, why should they start using video in the classrooms today? Wow, that's a big responsibility to get the last word. Um, so, so I guess I'm going to be I'm going to be short and sweet here. Um, I think that video is something that we are all engaging in, and the quicker that we are able to leverage it for educational context and for robust communication, the better our classrooms will be. And that wraps up this episode of the TeacherCast podcast, episode number 211. Don't forget to check us out on our brand new feeds over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and we're just waiting right now to get onto Spotify. Lots of great things. If you're a tech coach, don't forget our Ask the Tech Coach show, also on its original feed now, is going to be dropping every single Monday, and we have got some great shows and some great coming up. And if you're looking for educational podcasting stuff, head on over to educationalpodcasting.com where you can learn how to use audio in video both in your classroom and in your home studio as you can say there's something for everybody here in the teacher cast educational network once again i want to say thank you for neff and screencastify for coming on the show and behalf of everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students you've been listening to the teacher cast educational network hosted by jeff bradbury Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.